It's the show after the show. This is the After 9 Podcast with Scott and Kat. What's up, everybody? This is so nice. I'm just looking through my DMs. What's going on, guys? Um, And it got one from Margaret. Margaret says, hey, Kat, my name's Margaret. I love you guys. I listened to you on the old station after I moved from Toronto to Sudbury. And I'm so glad you're doing the podcast. They kill me. I laugh my ass off to and from work. You and Scott make my day every single weekday. So thank you so much. It's amazing how many people that used to listen to us on the old station have switched over to either the new station or are listening to us via the podcast. And thank you if you're one of those people. Mm -hmm. We appreciate it. Here's one. Hey, Scott, big fan of the podcast. Have listened to you and Kat for many years on the radio. I listened to the episode discussing over-serving. I myself work as security for many local bars and clubs. The amount of places that encourage over-serving is ridiculous. Most work by a turnover system. We're asked to bring in drunk people to order drinks and then kick them out. Management, a lot of the times, will disregard security's concerns about intoxicated people and allow the responsibility to fall on us to clean up if it goes badly. Hmm. I'm glad to see this is being enforced so bars can serve people appropriately. Please keep me anonymous. If you have any good advice for someone trying to get into voiceover work, I would very much appreciate it. Thanks for a great podcast. Hmm. Okay, very good. Uh, advice, or <laughs> advice for people who want to get into voice work? Um, yeah, so I have a home studio. Um, well, I mean, first of all, I assume you, I don't know if you've done anything yet, um, but do a little research on different products that are good and just keep in mind, I'll give you one really good tip is every mic works different for every voice. So find the mic that sounds the best with your voice. The one I'm on right now, not my favorite for my particular voice, for I example. I feel the same way. Right? So there's certain, there's certain microphones that each voice uh, sound best on. So do some research into mics. There's actually places that you can look into. If you ever want to DM me, feel free to, because I'll give you links to these places that allow you to rent the mics before you purchase them, because it's a big purchase, mm-hmm. right? They can be upwards of up to $1,000. You don't need to spend that much. But they can be up to like a grand for a home studio. Do some uh, research, rent before you purchase, and otherwise uh, talk to people at your local um, shop, whether it's, uh, I'm trying to think of a place that might be, that might sell that kind of equipment. Long and McQuaid's a great one. Canada Computers. They're pretty helpful, although I had some negative experiences with that, but I think it was because I was a female. We won't get into it, but there's lots of different places that you can go, uh, and they can help you out a little bit sound-wise. Don't you don't need to go too crazy with the soundproofing, depending on the mic you get. We won't go into details, but if you ever want to DM me, that's fine. Go I'll throw it. in there. Don't be afraid to invest in a processor as well. Absolutely. It helps yes, before it, you do the digital process. Yes, it absolutely does. Uh, let's see here. Busy, busy, busy day today. We are going out later on tonight. Uh, so not really that fun. Uh, I know. It's not it's not. Uh, it's hard. It's hard. Um, we mentioned on podcast. Uh, was it 180? Um, where we talked about the passing of Bill Levinov. Yeah. 79. This week. It was on Monday. It was on, yeah, it was back on Monday. And uh, our, our boss passed away. Our ex-boss passed away, I should say. Um, and that was, uh, that's tough. And today is the uh, visitation. So we are going to go to that. And it's one of those things because we're hearing from a lot of people that we used to work with reaching out. Are you going to be there? Great. But it's also, you know, not for a fun occasion not you know? the kind of reunion we were expecting not the kind of reunion that we would have wanted but uh we're gonna go together to pay our respects uh sort of along the same lines i'm gonna talk about something at the end of this podcast and i don't even know how long we're gonna go today i'll be honest with you guys it's uh it's been a 24 hours but i'll, I'll explain towards the end of this podcast when i've just reached my breaking point 
I'll do that story quickly and then we'll yeah. we'll get out of this. Um, Starbucks is temporarily stopping use of reusable personal mugs in stores because of the coronavirus. Can I say this had never occurred to me at Starbucks with the reusable mugs, but we all know Tim Hortons roll up the rim to win. And it had occurred to me at the time that they do roll up the rim to win, you're basically using your teeth and fingers to roll up this rim and then you rip it off and just hand it to another person. And sometimes they've got gloves. Sometimes they've got tongs. Sometimes they'll stick out a little bucket and say, just throw it in there. <laughs> I don't blame them. But sometimes they just take the rim from you. And that's been on your mouth. And we're trying to do everything we can to stop the spread of this virus. Mm-hmm which I have to think can be transmitted through saliva and bodily fluids. I don't blame Starbucks for not wanting these reusable cups being held up against their coffee machines or whatever the case may be. Somebody DM'd us this morning on our FM radio show when we mentioned this and said, well, I don't understand why I can't just fill up my own cup then. Your mouth has been on that lid. Your hands have been on that cup I don't think they want anything that could possibly foster those germs going anywhere near where they pour the coffee from. And look, each business can only do so much and can only do what is in their control. This is something Starbucks looked at and thought, what's the easiest ways we can try to control this off the hop? And that is one easy way. It's not like it's going to cure anything or for sure nobody's going to get sick. You don't know that for sure. But it's one way to at least, it's a prevention method. That's all it is. Uh, Some people were bringing up uh, stuff like, well, maybe we should stop money right now. Like maybe we shouldn't be passing money and it should be credit and debit only. You're touching your own card. You're beeping it. You're tapping it. That's it. Okay, that's why I don't want to buy anything over $100 because that's my tap limit and I do not want to touch that damn machine. You wouldn't want to touch the machine. You wouldn't want to handle money right now, maybe. Gas pumps. I mean, and yes, okay, don't, we're not trying to put anyone in panic mode. That is not what we're going to do because- That's what I want to do. Honestly- Fucking panic. (laughs) It's time to panic. No, I get it. I don't know about you, (laughs) but I'm getting, anytime I share a fucking story right now, if it's, like, I'm talking, we're talking news stories about COVID-19 people go into attack mode if you're part of the you you in the press you're making things worse you're first of all stop stop you in the press like i'm fucking sharing an actual story from the health minister you piece of shit why don't you read what i'm actually <laughs> posting i'm not fear-mongering i'm telling you what they're t- saying the other day i posted a story that was actually the opposite of fear-mongering it was everybody you need to calm down you don't need to stockpile and someone accused me of fear-mongering I don't know why that just happened. I don't know either. Did anybody? Okay, I'm glad you heard it too. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Um, Yeah, and someone accused me of fear mongering. I was like, dude, this is a story about the exact opposite. I'm trying to calm people down. But some people are freaking out. And I should bring up the fact that all these things we're talking about, they spread germs, any kind of germs. Cold and flu season, for example. Maybe you want to take these precautions or maybe you do take precautions. Maybe you don't handle money purposely right around cold and flu season just because it's that one extra thing, right? Maybe you hold your hand sanitizer with you wherever you go. Whatever works for you. For Starbucks, this is one method that is easily in their control right now. Think of the headline. If it came out, somebody caught coronavirus... From using a reusable mug at Starbucks. Right. Think of the PR catastrophe, mm-hmm. the amount of employees that would be affected. I don't blame Starbucks one bit for being slightly proactive in trying to ensure that there's no contamination there. 
I, I, I know some people are shitting on Starbucks and, well, isn't it them that in California stores you have to use a reusable cup? And it doesn't matter. We've got a pretty serious thing floating around and we don't fully understand how it's transmitted. So err on the side of caution in the same way that, no, you don't need to panic. And yes, the risk remains low. You should still be washing your hands and you should still be using sanitizer and taking every proactive measure you can. I don't blame Starbucks one bit. I was at Costco yesterday. I wanted to see if it's as bad as the news makes it out to be. People are hoarding toilet paper and fucking bottles of water. Yeah. So let me tell you two takeaways from the Costco right across the street from the radio station. Number one, the first three carts I saw come out of Costco yesterday as I was going in all had at least one massive package of toilet paper in it. What a weird thing to stockpile on. They'll deliver it right to your home. You can just go on Amazon and order, or, or you can go on uh, PC Express. You can get that brought right to you. You don't need to go to Costco and stockpile toilet paper. I don't know how long you think you're going to be quarantined or how many people live in your house, but you do not need 100 rolls of toilet paper for a two-week quarantine if you happen to get it. We had one person text us in when we were talking about this uh, the other morning that said, someone at Costco thinks I'm hoarding, but I'm not. She said she does this run weekly because she works for um, somewhere where she's in charge of supply. And they go through that much toilet paper all the time. And they go through water bottles. So it looked as though she was hoarding for coronavirus. And she actually went out of her way to let the teller know, I'm not stockpiling. I come here every week. This is my normal run. But everybody looked at her as though you're stocking up for coronavirus. You're getting ready to go into your bunker. So it might not be the case for everybody, but there are people doing it. There actually are people doing it. Well, in Costco's defense and in those customers' defense that I saw yesterday, you know how they hand you the coupons when you first walk in? Lo and behold, what's on sale this week at Costco? Toilet paper. Ah, so maybe brilliant. That, maybe that has something to do with it. One thing I will say, though, is I have never seen that many skids of bottled water ready to go. Kirkland brand and Aberfoyle Springs. Tons of them. It was like, I don't know, three bucks for a 48 pack or something like Whoa. that. People were stocking up on that, Whoa. too. Okay, I might have to go stock up on that. But it was a good deal, so I kind of don't blame them even though I try as much as I can to not use water bottles. Yeah, I haven't used them in a long, long time. Um, while I was there, I did not take Kat's advice or many, many, many people that listen to our show and the podcast advice. I bought the Tupperware. You're going to give it to your girlfriend's mother. Right. Because... Is there a name? I mean, she's not my mother-in-law, but is, is there a name for I, girlfriend's mom? I think just a girlfriend's mom is good for now. All right. Right? Yeah. The GFM. The GFM. So you you went over to the GFM's house last time, and she is a terrific cook. Fantastic. Packed you up some delicious take-home eats in some pretty shitty containers. Yeah. Hey, it's true. Oh, she's never going to listen to the podcast. I can say whatever I want. Yeah, it was like... (laughs) You know when you order Eastside Mario's, for example, right? and, and they give you the black little takeout container with the clear lid? Sure. She's got a lot of those. And I thought, well, that's not really Tupperware. It's a container, sure, but it's not really Tupperware. So I thought, she's so kind. What a sweet, nice lady. She keeps sending me home with all this food. She's trying to fatten me up. And all right, great. I'm all about it. It would be a nice gesture if I just went out and bought her a brand new set of Tupperware and then she wouldn't have to look for lids and match this to that and all that sort of shit. So 
I found this great deal at Costco. That was actually why I went over there yesterday. And and they're lockable and they're freezer safe. They're stain and odor resistant. You can use them in the microwave. I thought, fuck yeah, Scott. Brownie points. Here we go. Everybody said, do not go over there and give her Tupperware because she keeps giving you food. Everybody said that's kind of a backhanded compliment. Some people were calling it flat out offensive. Offensive. Offensive that you would Is that fucking her. offensive? Well, here's the thing. My first thought was it actually is a nice gesture. That's the very first thought I had when you told me. But in 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 the hardcore Italian uh listenership that we have replying to this, most of them are telling you fucking crazy yeah i know if you think <laughs> that giving that to her you might as well hand her a mop you might as well give her a gym membership <laughs> come on and a fucking it's not that bad oh i don't know scott a lot of people are are saying that you gotta just be careful with that i i think too don't forget because i do this with my family Maybe not necessarily anyone who's just like a special visitor, but my family comes over, we serve a big meal just at Christmas time, all specifically buy containers for it because I know those pricks won't wash my containers and bring them back to me. Right, or they probably will send it back with coronavirus or something. (laughs) Is it possible? She wanted to make sure that she figured, I don't know if Scott's going to wash this and bring it back to me, my good shit, so I'm going to give him the ratty old shit. Do you think I'm like a possible flight risk? Do you think she looked at me and thought, she thought I don't trust this fucking guy. I'm never going to see this nice Tupperware again, so I'm going to give him the shitty shit. There you go. When you got to dig like right under the sink to find it, give him that shit. This lid barely fits. I'm pretty sure it doesn't go with this container, but we'll just squeeze it on and hope for the best. There you go. Here's an old Basel container with some <laughs> Stuffed peppers. <laughs> oh my god, that's my that's what my nana used to do. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Here's a reused Ziploc bag. We'll just wash that out and put some sauce in that. Here, there you I, go. I've got a bag of penne for you. Enjoy, <laughs> fucker. <laughs> that's so good. Um. Do we feel bad for this woman in Portland that got her hair stuck in the machine at Chuck E. Cheese and I, now she's suing? You know, okay, so I do, I do, this is, okay, this is one of those stories that, thank goodness she's okay, so I think it's okay to laugh, but when you describe what happened to this woman, and, and Scott will, I, my first instinct was, once I knew she was okay, to go, what? Okay, so when I read my news in the morning, I had to put in big, bold lettering, before the script for this story, don't laugh. <laughs> a woman is suing Chuck E. Cheese for negligence after getting her hair caught in the ticket machine for 20 minutes. Asherina Scott filed the suit against the pizza and entertainment chain. It's a nice way to put it. She's citing pain, discomfort, distress, and headaches after the ordeal at a restaurant in Portland in December. She claims she was feeding tickets into the machine to exchange them for prizes. When her hair got caught in the equipment, she says she was stuck in the machine for 20 minutes before an employee finally came around and freed her. Her suit claims the company, and I quote, failed to use reasonable care in the design and layout of its ticket counting machine to ensure that guests like the plaintiff would not get their hair caught in it. She wants a jury trial and the installation of warning signs next to the machine. Maybe they should put some fucking scrunchies next to the machine. (laughs) (laughs) 
I don't know how this could possibly. The fuck is stuck? <laughs> I don't. I don't know what a ticket machine at Chuck E. Cheese specifically looks like. Fuck, call the mouse. I I'm stuck. <laughs> Tell the band to stop playing. Stop! Shut up, Chucky. Can anybody hear no. me? No, the band's too loud. Twenty minutes is a long time to sit there with your hair fucking caught in a machine. Did she? I have so many questions about this though. Like, did she have a kid with her? I don't know. Did the kid go for fun to help? Did, did, was, she by, was she by herself? Honey, I'll be here. You go get help. Lassie, like, go, go. <laughs> did they have to cut her hair off? She's again. She's okay. So I think it's okay to laugh a little bit. But she might have had a point if this thing just continued to try to reel her hair in. I mean, this could have been a really serious situation. Sure. It's scary. We've heard of people getting, like, scalped on roller coasters and yes. stuff like that because their hair gets caught. But that's a weird thing, right? Like, every day, oh, hundreds and hundreds I of can't... people manage to use this machine. Some of them quite young, with no problem whatsoever. How did she get her hair stuck in the machine? I think... Was she trying to look in it? And May... where was the goddamn mouse? <laughs> I did not. Twenty minutes is. Think about how long twenty minutes is, though, for you to be stuck somewhere like that. Has how has nobody like see you or hear you? Maybe the band really was playing. I don't know what happened. I'd love to see the footage because there's got to be cameras all over Chuck E. Cheese, right? I would think so. Well, I mean, fuck, you got to watch out for the pedophiles. You do. There's a like. Don't they have a like a pedophile check every now and again? I would think in a place like that. If I worked there, that would be my biggest thing. I'd do the rounds every now and again. Like, mm, you look shady. Who are you? Who? What, who's your kid? Who are you with? Oh, this chick's got her hair caught in a fucking ticket machine. You know, <laughs> you might go around and observe a couple things. That might be something you could find. I don't know the ins and outs of Chuck E. Cheese and the way they run things. But I'm interested to see what this, what happens here. <laughs> or I see a slice of pizza, a little kid playing, a chick with a fucking hair caught in a ticket machine. Son, I need you to go get me a slice of pizza and then get help. <laughs> I said pepperoni, you little prick. Get me the right slice. She must have had her phone. Could she not phone, like, the fucking fire department? And how would that call go? Because I want to hear that 911. Hello? 911, what's your emergency? I'm stuck in the machine in Chuck E. Cheese. I'm sorry, you're in the machine? I'm in the goddamn machine. (laughs) Is the mouse there? I can't find the mouse either. Nobody's helping me. I want to know what prize I can get for 40 tickets. I'll, I'll take an eraser, anything. I better get a big fucking stuffed animal after this one. <laughs> oh, my God. Interesting, uh, interesting situation. We will keep you updated, as we like to do here on the After 9 Podcast when we talk about stories like this. We will bring you the update as it comes in. A 95-year-old guy in Virginia has been helping out at his local 7-Eleven for 30 years, free of charge. What? Because he likes it so much. Well, you need a fucking union, dude. <laughs> You've worked for 30 years for free? Why did they not like hire him? Did they offer him money? What does he do? So many questions. Tell us more. He's been helping out at his local 7-Eleven free of charge for 30 years. No one asked him to. He was just there one day and noticed an employee was overwhelmed. So he pitched in however he could. Now he shows up six days a week at 5 a.m. to just help out. At 5 a.m.? The only day he doesn't do it is Sundays because he must go to church. He's not allowed to make coffee, so he just keeps an eye on it and lets them know when they're running low. 
He also does little things like going through the drink section to make sure the labels on all the bottles are facing the right way. The store eventually gave him his own 7-Eleven hat and jacket to wear. How about a paycheck, you fucks? How about that? (laughs) How about we get this guy a job at Chuck E. Cheese? Because then maybe (laughs) the chick would have been found. (laughs) This work ethic. Oh, here we go. He says he doesn't want any money, so they pay him in bananas and free coffee. (laughs) (laughs) You look like you want a fucking banana. (laughs) Bananas and coffee? (laughs) Before he retired, he worked for the post office and says he never got out of the habit of waking up early. He also lived alone ever since his wife passed away a few years ago, Aww. so it gives him a chance to be around other people. Oh, this seems like such a nice man. The employees are basically like family to him now. If he doesn't show up, the owner goes to his house to make sure he's okay. A regular customer even called him a, quote, well-respected community leader. Wow. This is an incredible person right here. Isn't it? Hey, I get it. You end up alone. Your spouse of a long time passes away, and you really just want some human interaction. This is great, Mm -hmm. but you got to admit, it's kind of weird all around. (laughs) Very rare. The first day he showed up, I'm just going to make some coffee. Whoa, no. I'm sorry. We're trained professionals here at 7-Eleven. Only we can make the coffee. Now, if you'd like a banana, we'll give you one if you turn all the labels on the pop to face the right way. We don't want somebody grabbing a Coke instead of a Pepsi, you know. Shit. (laughs) <laughs> Fuck. How long is he there for every day? Does it say? It doesn't say, but I he shows up at 5 a.m. I think he goes home probably around midday or Just, when the morning rush dies down. When the bananas run out. Instead of bananas. <laughs> down to our last banana. Well, That's my, my seventh, cue to, seventh and last banana of the morning. <laughs> That's my cue to peace out. My <laughs> potassium level's fucking great now. I'm leaving. Maybe he thinks he's conning them. Like, they don't even know. Those bananas... They're good ones. <laughs> Pay them in bananas and coffee. That's a special kind of person there. That's that's something else. That's something else. <laughs> bananas and coffee. Shit. It's all I want. Bananas Se- and coffee. 7-Eleven's a weird uh, place. I don't go there very often because we don't have a 7-Eleven near me, but I do remember the last time I was there, I was shocked because I always think of 7-Eleven as basic convenience store items, cigarettes, lottery tickets, and Slurpees. Mm-hmm. They've got this whole, like, weird hot shelf thing, and they've got everything from fucking pizza to chicken wings in there. Yeah, they got bagels and sandwiches and all kinds of shit. Well, I distinctly remember thinking to myself, who's going to 7-Eleven for wings? Who's doing that? <laughs> and they've got the hot dogs on the roller. Oh, classic. The roller hot Rolling dogs. Rolling wieners, are... just sizzling away. Oh, my God. I thought, this is... Should I try this? Like, if all the 7-Elevens in the world sell this. And they're still doing it. Maybe other people know something that I don't. Do I want to try a 7-Eleven hot dog and put some of that that chili, that weird looking chili <laughs> on top of it? I don't know. And, and they don't have cheese. They have like cheese sauce. Would that be good on chicken wings? I don't know. I've never tried it. Tried it. Try it, but be close to a toilet when you do. <laughs> it's possible. It may like start at your mouth and come right out your ass as you're eating it. <laughs> I'm not sure. I've never had it either, but I'm just saying take precautions if you're going to give it a try. I think you should test it out. There's a couple 7-Elevens around here still. Somewhere in Kitchener or something, I think the one's still up. The one in Cambridge is gone now. You got to try it. I know. You got to try it.
<clears throat> okay. You want to talk about? Yeah. You want to talk about this? I'm going to talk about it. Okay. You've had a a, a very long last 24 hours. Yeah. I um bear with me through this, but uh yesterday Are you, if you're going to cry, I don't want to I'm not going to cry. No, no, no. I I'll, okay. I'll hold it together. Okay. I um Yesterday was a night. I'm a, I'm a good friend and everything, but I hate when people cry. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. I I, I hear it you. It makes me cry, and then and then, it's, then it's gonna be terrible. No, no, no. I hear you. So anyway, uh, people who have been listening to us for for many years know that I have a dog, a uh, dog that I love, and people ask me all the time about Finn. And what's his breed and mm-hmm. and all that sort of thing because he looks a little. People often mistake him for a labradoodle or a yeah. or a poodle. He is French, but he's not a poodle. He's a barbet, and barbet is a uh, it's a French water dog. It's a cousin of the Portuguese water dog. Beautiful dogs, yeah. beautiful breed. If you if you uh, want to look it up, really happy. They're cute, very affectionate. They swim so well. Mm-hmm. They were initially back in the day bred to untangle fishing nets off the the French coast. So that was their original practical purpose, and and just an all round great dog. And I found out yesterday that Finn passed away on Tuesday. And he was only six years old. And what's sad is, I, fuck, I think I basically lied to you guys on Monday. I was telling you that I had to go and see my lawyer because uh, I'm going through a divorce. And I said it's been pretty amicable. And that was probably an overstatement. I haven't actually seen my dog in a year, almost a year anyway. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was because my ex-wife didn't want me to see him for whatever reasons. That's up to her. And I was really hoping that if we got this divorce stuff settled, that that'd be one of the things that I'd be able to do again is get to see my buddy because he really was my best Mm -hmm. friend. And when I moved out because of the kids, I decided to let Finn stay with them. Mm -hmm. But I sacrificed myself in that sense that I wouldn't get to see him. So as it turns out, he's been sick since uh, last August or September. And I didn't even know. Didn't even know. No idea. Yeah, she didn't tell me that he was sick and that he was uh, getting some treatment. And I guess he just got progressively worse. And Tuesday, they made the decision to put him down. And fuck, it hurts. I mean, I didn't even get to say goodbye. I didn't know he was sick. I didn't know anything was wrong. I just, I believe it or not, I'll, I'll tell you the truth. I found out on Facebook. That's, I mean, that is horrible i'm so sorry for your loss finn was a good dog i know my dog leo got along swimmingly with finn whenever uh we got them both together uh especially that one time in the studio where one of them took a crap and we're still not sure which one took a crap (laughs) (laughs) um yeah uh dogs are family dogs are part of your family and for those listening right now that have a dog or have had a dog know that feeling know that it's like an extended family member or really like they're feel like they're one of their children right sure um so well sorry go ahead no it's just like it's a it's a terrible feeling to know that someone loses their dog let alone didn't even know that there was something happening and get a chance to like you said say goodbye or spend that little extra minute Saying, hey, buddy, I haven't seen you in a while. I'm still here, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And even to comfort him, too, because I think he yeah. would have liked to have seen me. But um, mm-hmm. it's weird because I've lost uh, my stepfather and grandparents and so on and so forth. But the dog, man, that hurt. 
So anyway, <clears throat> it was to tough to do. That. Thank you. It was tough to do a morning show today. Yeah, so, I mean, I give you all the credit in the world. And I said to you last night, too, if you don't want to come in, but you've always been the type to be like, the show's, the show's going to go on. The show's got to go on eventually. Uh, might as well do it. So, I mean, I, I commend you for being able to come in. And nobody listening on the radio this morning would have known that you're going through what you're going through. Yeah, I mean, one of the things that you're taught on day one of radio school, which I didn't even fucking go to. <laughs> um, <laughs> you didn't. It's fine. You didn't miss much. <laughs> is whatever's on your mind, you've got to shake it off and you've got to be a professional and you've got to deliver what people expect from you. So I made it through, I think, about 23 minutes of this podcast and a four-hour morning show and I'm done for the day. Yeah, I'm going to shut her down. So sorry it's a little short today, everybody, but uh, I'm just not there. So we'll see you tomorrow. Have a good one.